Hello and welcome. My name is Victoria and I am the host of the podcast series on personhood, where we will chat about and explore the idea of our identity and how our concept of self is deeply connected to our sense of belonging. Who we are depends on where we are and where we grow. We'll explore this concept further with our second guest, Kony, and here's the conversation. Great. I would like to know from you which countries that you live in as a kid and growing up and so on and also further on in your life. So basically I'm born in Venezuela. My my mother is French and my father was Peruvian and he lived in in Venezuela for most of his life. So I lived there for 8 years and then my parents separated and I followed my mother she married with someone and moved to the US we lived there for 4 years and then again separated and and then she we traveled back to France with my the help of my grandfather and we've been living there we lived there for 17 18 years and then then I I moved to Brazil later on when I was a little older and an adult I also lived in India as well And now I'm in the Netherlands for uh, for seven years now, yeah. So it's been it's been a, yeah quite the adventure I would say. Quite the travel list, actually. Exactly. So I, I have lived in more than I, I've made the count once, and all the places that I lived, I think I lived in more than 30 cities cities in my entire life, where I stayed for more than two years. So that's yeah. I've been yeah been traveling a lot. So and would you still consider that a travel or how do you see it now because a lot of people travel in these small instances maybe even for a year but they still are just doing that one year once they go back but how do you view this since that you kind of are actually just moving from place to place uh, yeah i would say that i when i was born you know i spent those eight years in venezuela so i knew that and my mother put me in a french school and i never wanted to learn french when i was a kid i wanted to i wanted to learn i wanted to speak spanish spanish was the country and i used to be kind of a little bit of a rebel when i was back then and then when we moved to the us i was like trying to find myself i had to learn a new language had to adapt to a new school and i was at the very beginning the first few months i was always carrying myself moving around with my dictionary it was in the 80s so i was with my dictionary and trying to figure out what i should tell so it was a spanish to a spanish to english dictionary and i learned pretty quickly i adapted pretty quickly and um, yeah it was it was really a, a challenge to to be having to adapt every time so the us after one year i was kind of all right i got a hang of the language pretty quickly and uh, how old I, were you then i was around 7 years old 7 8 years old yeah i was yeah, i was almost 8 Seven, eight years old, and uh, four years, and then at twelve, we decided to come to France, and then again, I had to learn a new language. I had kind of learned when I was in that French school, but I didn't really learn that much. But it went also pretty fast, so it was the same thing. I had to adapt again to a new language, a new culture. What was really a challenge for me, especially in France, when you're getting into the adolescence, when you're a teenager, is uh, trying to get those uh, the humor cues and trying to understand what is funny what is not funny what are jokes in general that was really kind of difficult even after knowing the language and also people would not believe that I've been traveling all these places already at the age that I was and and, and so on so it was always a little bit of a challenge to adapt and I always had to at that point sorry was it like not as common for people to travel as far as they would now or what was it like 
Yeah, I mean, for for people, it was always strange. They wouldn't believe you. They wouldn't believe me, especially that I, I would I had learned pretty quickly the language. So I, I I would be like very fluent, but at the same time, I would sound a little bit of not very smart because of the the completely disconnect of culture and 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 ways of behaving and ways of interacting with people, especially when you're that young, 12, 13 years old, you don't really understand some of these cues. And and then I would have to, you know, say, no, I've started. Who was, who was maybe, sorry, who were, were there people around that you found that they could do that? And was it people necessarily from the country that you're living at at the, that moment? Or did you notice that also other people, maybe not from the country, were also able to? Do you know what I mean? Like, was it just the people from the country that were able to understand all of these social cues? Is that your relative standpoint? Like, yeah, I would say that the first like four or five years that I was living in France, there was this big disconnect between you know the way that I have seen things in Venezuela, then in the U.S., and then in France. Can you give some examples? Yeah, it's it's very far away for me now. I'm, I'm in my forties, and and I have like I have to really just something that springs to mind. It doesn't have to make sense because I understand as a young adolescents leaving childhood that's definitely not the same you would not see the same as an adult but that's still valid i would say references as a whole we, we don't have the same references for you know i i would like in the us i was very much into like the x-men for example and it wasn't very common in france it was more mm -hmm. like dragon ball z and other kind of more manga oriented kind of animes and that kind of thing that was a little bit different than what i have when I was in front and when I was in the US and also all these this this jokes about some movies that they were watching and so I would have to you know just try to catch up by watching these movies these old references and and try to get you know along with this this culture and try to be more connected to them trying to find ways to connect with with the young people in, in at school and so on so it was always this learning curve that was that was needed and you know you need to learn the language you need to learn the culture you need to adapt to this to these kids i i had to let's say i repeated a lot school so I, it's funny because i was in, when i was in in venezuela i was having a normal school and in the us i had to learn the, the language and they saw that i was kind of smart so they put me in an advanced class and then i arrived to france i had to, i repeated twice because i had to learn everything and i was lost and at the end, you don't know if you're like really good at school or not good at school. I was very, actually for a long time, I was bad at school. I was not having very good marks. But at the end, I figured out things after, you know, after you're in my 20s, I try to catch up with all the all the things that I actually were, were a little bit lost, I would say, during this time. So it taught me a lot about adapting. Now you also move a lot. And would you say that's because of your childhood? Like, how does, yes. how do you think about it? How do you frame it? I would say that it becomes very easy for me now to, to move is like, oh, it's just another place and I will just adapt pretty quickly. And that's what I did when I moved to Brazil. When I moved to Brazil, it was, it came very easy. So the language, I, I learned it pretty fast because it was very similar to Spanish. And I, I learned it pretty quickly. And I was then starting to do meetings in, in, in Portuguese and doing my, my, all my conversations and, 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 and writing in Portuguese. So because of the past, 
experiences that I had, it became very easy for me to adapt to another culture in another place. I would try to really pay attention to all these cues and try to say, okay, so this is this is the way you behave. I would try to read also before going there. I was trying to read and understand how the people live and what, what are the things to do and the, the do's and not do's. And it's the same when I moved to the Netherlands. I had to also learn everything again about how the Dutch were direct and all these other ways of, you know, how everything is very structured and so on. So it, for me, it became very easy and I kind of enjoyed to to always be like this A chameleon. Kind of, sort yeah, of. exactly. Exactly. Chameleon. Yeah. Yeah. That's the term. That's the term indeed. So if you were to describe yourself to yourself, how would you, how would you do it? Yeah, I, I would say that I'm, if I were to describe myself, I'm um, very adaptable, very kind of outgoing, even though I'm an introvert. I, I consider myself an introvert, but I'm somebody who really enjoys, you know, learning all the time about anything, everything, you know, especially culture, ge geography, geopolitics. Those are the things that really capture my attention and I enjoy very much and technology a lot. So that's basically somebody who really enjoys all of these things and enjoys a lot about learning. Yeah. Yeah. Like right now I, I ended, I identified what I really enjoy in life. So I like good food. I like sun. <laughs> I like the French culture. So, and that's, that's some of the things that are making me want to return to France, for example, good memories. Would this be the first country you're returning to, like to live? Or uh, you... do you know what I mean? Like you lived in France before uh, as yeah. a kid. And have you lived in another country that you like, like maybe not for liking, but in for some reason you return to again, to live in again? Or if Fra is France the first one you're returning to, to live there again? I would say that France will be the country where I'm returning to live again. Yeah, indeed. And is that Even the first time? Right now, yeah, it's going to be like the first time that I'm seriously going like back to France and staying in France. And I like Montpellier because it's a very lively city, young city. And I'm going there this summer for for vacation, so just to see if it's really the place that I want to be. And that's actually what I'm, I'm always thinking about France. I'm right now thinking about Montpellier. I'm thinking about the culture, the, the, the language and how it makes me feel. It makes me feel at home as well. So it's kind of the Latin culture that I like a lot. And uh, yeah, that's something that I miss and I'm not getting, for example, in the Netherlands. You know, this connection with people is a little bit more, their people are a little bit more cold, more isolated. That's the feeling that I have. And uh, when I go to France, I go to, a, I go to a terrace and I go and have just a coffee. The neighbor in the next table would start talking with you, you know, start to, to interact with you. And that you don't get that much, that kind of interactions over here in the Netherlands. That's something that I'm missing right now. I completely understand. It's good to find a place in the world now that the world is more or less open to us, where we feel that we belong rather than stay in a place just because we're born there or some other reasons that force us into it. But once you're going to go to France, people are going to ask you probably the question, where are you from? And how does that question make you feel? And what do you answer? So it's always... Like a, a very, it depends with who I'm talking with. So it depends of the, the context, the situation. 
So I always say, well, I have a short version and I have a long version of, of that. And I, depending on the person that I'm talking with or how comfortable I feel with this person, I will either share the long version or the, the short version. And generally the short version will be very simple. I'm French because that's who I'm considering myself to be. I consider myself to be French. I have a French passport and I really identify myself as a French, as a French citizen. The long version is that I'm born in Venezuela from a French mother and a Peruvian father, and I've traveled all over the world. I've been to many places around the world, and, and I want to, to continue traveling and discovering different cultures. But now I found my place like in Europe as a European citizen and not moving too much or just really living in Europe from now on. And how does it... When you get asked this question, what are the kind of things that are rising within you? Yeah, it's always like, for me, it's always a, it's always has been a, a, a tricky question. That's true. From where are you from? And it's, it's one of the really first like, questions that people ask. So it's... <laughs> yes, it is. It's one of the first questions. Yeah, exactly. And it's always like this tricky moment where you're like, oh, should I say that I'm just French or should I say that I'm from this place? And depending if the, the first time I would generally go with French, you know, I'm just French and I don't try to enter into much details. But then if I start to really know the person and I feel comfortable, then I say I, I give more about who I am and, and what I've been doing all this time. And then people get surprised, like, wow, you, you did all that. And it doesn't look like that. And, and yeah, it's and then when people know that I've been in Brazil, then connection with other people like some french colleagues in the company that i work for who lived in brazil so i have like two three colleagues that have lived in brazil and that actually were in brazil at the same time and in the same place we were in the same city at some time in the in uh, in, in our past it's to get together we could have met we could have crossed and and then we share a little bit about our experiences in in brazil and what we miss and what we yeah what we enjoyed about going there and living there so yeah it's it's always fun you know, when they come to know that you uh, that you share some experiences together, and that you're, you know, it's it's always it's always fun, but it's a tricky question for me. It's always been like a, this. This is a kind of a tricky question. It's not that I I'm not proud of it or or anything like that. On the on the contrary, I'm very proud of of my of my experience, but it's always a tricky question because people like you don't know what, from where they come from, what what are how they're gonna perceive it. Yeah, I understand. So what kind of a question do you ask other people? Where are you from? Or have you like found a different question to ask? It uh, actually, I don't really ask the question because I feel that I, I myself, when I receive that question, it makes me a little uncomfortable. And it's really interesting that you're asking me now that because I come to realize that I don't ask this question a lot. You know, I just would try to take some hints you know, try to get an accent, for example, or say, oh, this person probably comes from Eastern Europe or this person comes from Southern Europe who looks like a Spanish accent or Portuguese accent or Italian. And then I, I then I start to say, it looks like you're Italian. So from tell me a little bit more about you. So that's more or, more or less, I try to really get a genuine interest on the person. And I, I kind of really try to investigate before and I very often I get it on, on point. Because you base it on the accents rather than the physical look of the person no i don't look at physics because it's it doesn't really tell if the person it's just yeah, a, exactly a, a, for me it's really to listen to the, the when you speak it it tells a lot of it gives a lot of information right the the the, the, the accent the way that you carry yourself the way that you communicate gives already kind of a, a hint 
on a lot, gives a lot of information on, on, on who the person is, where the person is from, all the, the body language. You can see if the, the person talks a lot with the hands, for example. You can all immediately start to see, okay, this person comes from probably from more of a Latin. He's more of a Latin person, and that's why he speaks a lot with the hands. And, and then when you start to, to look at different hints, you start to see, okay, this looks like it's probably Italy. Let me try that. So, uh, and then the person gets it gets happy, you know. You see the person lights up that you're really having that benign interest on the person, and you're really asking those questions. And then you start to have a good interaction with the person. Interesting. It's also good to talk it out a bit because these these experiences that I also share, I, I was also not. Uh, I'm also not just from one place. They, I think, they're not the majority as of now, but it seems like in the future. They will be like people won't be from one place because they will have mixed parents from different backgrounds and so on. So exploring this is sort of like looking into the future of how we will be, what kind of small talk we will have essentially with the new people that we meet. So I think that's really nice. Yeah. Do you have any questions for me? Maybe then from where are you from? Yeah. So. <laughs> I was born in Poland, but when I was nine years old, I moved to Ireland. And then my dad and my mom also lives there and my brother. So half of my core family is in Ireland and half of them is in Poland. And I live in the Netherlands. Yeah, but there are many people like me in Ireland because of the European Union making it possible for people to essentially emigrate from one country to another, usually from Eastern to Western countries to seek better work arrangements. I don't know what to call it, but that. Do you uh, speak yeah. Polish? Do you speak I do Polish? speak Polish, yeah. Nice. I have I've traveled to Poland some years ago. I went to Sław, Wrocław. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I went for work there. It was for work. It's a beautiful city. I like it there. Uh, and so, yeah. You, you have some family, grandparents that are in, in Poland, I imagine. So you do travel like very often there or? Yeah, the Netherlands is actually quite neat because it's in between both of those countries. So yeah, I get to sometimes take the train to Poland and then to Ireland. I have to fly because it's an island. So I go back and forth, but I don't mind it because it's impossible for me to have a place in this world where all of these people are in one place. I want to end on a positive note and I have some more heavy questions that I'm looking through. But what does it mean to belong for you? And also, is that belonging is where you sen like center yourself a sense of identity? Yeah, so that's, that's really indeed something that right now, for example, I'm a little bit struggling with. You know, the sense of belonging. It's been seven years that I'm in the Netherlands. And for some reason, I'm not able to create that emotional connection that I would like to have in the Netherlands. And I feel really much more connected and the sense of belonging in France because of this being connected. I feel, I feel sometimes a little bit lonely over here. You know, it's a little bit, it's the feeling that I have that I feel disconnected from, from, from this from this place and that's something that actually I'm, I'm missing a little bit this uh, being connected like in Brazil you would just go out and you would be making connections very easily with people you could easily you know have make friends very very quickly you can make friends and in France is more or less the same thing 
I would say, even with my French colleagues, I have some French colleagues and we are like, we, when I go to France for work, I, I immediately, we immediately click and we, we go for watching a football match. We go and have a beer. We spend time. We, we talk. We share experiences and our, you know, our idiosyncrasies. And then we are able to kind of create that kind of a communion, I would say, and, and, and a real bond. So that's something that I, I'm kind of not able to get it here, you know. It's something that, uh, and for me, it's it's kind of important to be able to connect with with other people. I think it's universally important. It's not just you, and it's definitely a struggle that we have collectively to belong. Is a necessity, I would say. What about you? You live in the Netherlands for how long? Three years, three and a half years, or something. I also struggle a lot with belonging and I have to get over this idea that I can't go back to the past because Ireland was at some point a place where I very much belonged, but people have moved on and life has changed and this doesn't exist anymore. So I, yeah, it's that longing for the past of an experience that you have of belonging that sometimes gets you stuck to actually seek for something that is possible still in your current state or place. And I also, when I lived in Italy, I also couldn't feel fully like part of that country. And I think the Netherlands is much better already. It's really interesting that you say that, you know, that going back to the past. So you try to connect back with some old friends or some old friends in, in, in Ireland and they're just not in the same. They are either staying in the same place or they haven't really not evolved, but they took a different direction than, than you. They physically are not there. Some of my friends have moved on to live in the United States, for example, one of my best friends. And whenever we come back together, there is that sense of belonging. Uh, but then people are finished with their holiday and they move back to wherever they are now. And so it's just not a stable thing anymore. So it's mostly not to get stuck in the past and still appreciate when you get to experience some time with your friends. But it's a funny time on our planet now where people are moving around so much because I suppose everybody's just searching for a place where they feel at home. Exactly, yeah. When was it, was there a time where you forced yourself to belong and where have you learned from that? Yeah, it's exactly it's exactly the moment I feel that I am right now, I would say, if I have to think about it. And I feel that there are a lot of things that I that I'm connecting to in in the Netherlands, you know. I see a lot of things that I that I enjoy, like the whole discipline and order orderliness of things in the Netherlands where I feel that I enjoy. But at the same time I'm like I'm trying to make this effort to connect with people, but I see that we have like it's it's very difficult to make friends, for example, over here in the Netherlands. And as you age, it's also something that gets more and more difficult as well to make friends and create connections, because people either have their families and they've started to have kids or whatever they have decided to do, and and they are in their in their world, and it gets it gets very difficult to really create those those connections. And I'm really longing for that now. You know? So I'm looking right now on these meetup kind of groups to see, okay, there's this hiking group. I'm going to try to do some hiking and try to connect with these people. And, and that's something that I'm currently trying to figure out. And something in my, in my heart, in my mind is telling me that probably is not going to happen here in the Netherlands. It's probably just continue to focus on this 
objective of going, this goal of going to France and trying to settle there. Because whenever I go there, I get immediately that connection among everything. And that's currently a struggle that I'm actually going through right now in the Netherlands, I would say. That definitely, it helps that you at least have uh, this place that serves that feeling of connection and love. And the possibility of that is definitely necessi- necessary to realize. Because what could be worse is thinking that it's not even possible at all. And that's a dark tunnel to go through. Um, how do you, how do you think about yourself as a human being on earth and that sense of belonging? Do you ever reflect upon your sense of belonging to the earth? Can you try to give me an example of what you, you uh, It's like that feeling you have where you wake up, the sun is shining, you go outside, it's like summer, you can walk barefoot on the grass and you feel like you're alive and you are on this planet do you sense in yourself that you belong here yeah i would say yes that would be my first answer and uh, how does it come out in you like what would be how would you frame it yeah that's a good question i'm looking outside <laughs> every i have a big window that's from top to bottom here it's in i mean i'm in the, the bedroom right here and i and i can see every day the the river the Rhine River and I always like to see the water so when I look at the water I'm like wow so nice that I'm next to this and I see all this greenery over here and I'm like this is so nice and whenever there is sun I feel like yeah I need to go out and I need to go and have a walk so that's what I would tend to do whenever I'm and I will be feeling this sense of gratefulness or thankfulness of being connected like this so easily to, to nature. I always like that contemplating after in the morning, I'll just look outside and I'll be like, wow, this is, this is so good. I find it amazing all the things that we, that we have, all the things that I have seen and I've been to the Iguazu Falls. I've seen, you know, went on top of the Eiffel Tower. I've, I've traveled a lot and I have seen how beautiful, how much potential we have living here and how many things we can actually achieve here between the things that the the earth is giving us and what we have been capable of doing with earth what earth has given us i also see the bad things as well of course but not only that i also see the good things that the potential that we can have to do good and to to contribute to something good so yeah that's how i feel connected to to the planet yeah brilliant very nice Thank you so much. I hope this was a useful conversation also for you, like so that you got to reflect a little bit, which is always nice. Uh, Thank you. Bye now. Bye now. Thank you so much to Kony for sharing his life story with us. And I wish you all a pleasant rest of your day.